Hey there, Omaha. Welcome into another episode of Restaurant Hoppin'. Uh, really, really excited for this one because as anyone who's listened to the show knows, I'm a huge, huge stand for Block 16, one of my favorite restaurants in Omaha. It truly is a special place. I don't believe anyone can go there and not appreciate just how fantastic it is. And I get two of the chefs from the restaurant on the podcast today together we have brooke nicole williams and adolfo gutierrez guys welcome to the show thank you thank you so i want to start real quick we're going to dive a lot into block 16 and talk about the restaurant talk about what makes it special but i think first we need to start with you guys so can each of you kind of give me just a quick introduction to your career maybe how you got into cooking and the path that led you to block 16 uh brooke let's start with you uh, so I started cooking as a child with my mom in the kitchen, uh, and I kind of just fell in love with it there. Um, and so I went to culinary school a couple years after I graduated high school. I started, my, like, the first restaurant I worked at was Runza, actually. Um, and so once I went to culinary school, I got a little bit more confidence in the kitchen, um, and then I joined the competition team there. And then I just kind of like to go wherever kitchens take me, so I ended up at Block 16 around this time last year, So and I really enjoy it quite a lot. All right, and uh, for me, it was my grandmother and my mom that always been cooking since I was a little kid. I would go to Mexico, and they'd just make, like, homemade tamales just from scratch, and that kind of sparked the interest. And then I did a competition team in high school, which met my uh, mentor, which gave me my first job at Hy-Vee. And then from there, um, I had a friend from culinary school that worked at Block 16, and they did a pop-up, and they needed some help, and that's how I got my foot in the door. And how long have you been at Block 16? Uh, Three years now. Okay, so we've got some experience going on here. So I think I just want to start off, and this is a broad question. You guys can kind of take it in any direction you want. But I just, as a fan of Block 16, I'm just curious what it's like to work there because, like, I've been there many times. It seems like such a fun, upbeat place. Like, obviously, the social media accounts are, like, really fun. There's a lot of style and pizzazz just in the way that uh, those posts are created. But I want to hear it from you guys. Like, what is that kitchen environment like? What is it like to work there? Um, Honestly, so this is, like, my favorite kitchen that I've ever worked in. Uh, We get to choose our music, and then we just, whatever uh, conversation takes us, we just get to talk about whatever, and then all while working and putting out really awesome food. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun. So, wait, who decides the music? Because there's a lot of different people in the kitchen. So, a lot of times Adolfo is running music, and then Allie. It just depends on uh, whoever gets there first in the morning and plays music, so... Is there kind of a competition to get, like, whoever gets ready and yeah. have their phone ready for Sonos mm-hmm. to play their music? I was going to say, is there a race <laughs> to get in first? Oh, that's, yeah. that's a good job by Jess and Paul. It's yeah. a good way to get people in early and yeah. working. It's one of the small, like, motivation. You know, they, they give us a creative freedom to, you know, listen to whatever we want, uh, make whatever specials we want, give us that uh, platform to just, you know, be ourselves. And that's, mm-hmm. like, what really makes this kitchen great. From you guys' experience, is that a rare thing to have yes. that kind oh, of freedom yeah. and originality? Yeah, I've worked absolutely. at quite a few restaurants now at this point, and there, it's never been nothing like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've worked in several kitchens where like creativity isn't as um, prevalent and not as accepted. So uh, like this place, like you can just text Paul at like eleven o'clock at night and be like, "Hey, this is a cool special that I want to do." He's like, "Awesome, sounds great." So. And then we end up doing it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 
So they're just always accessible for you. Yeah, sure there'll be times where, you know, we're out drinking and we'll just send them like a mm -hmm. little group photo of one in the morning and he'll mm -hmm. respond real quick. And it's it's mm -hmm. just that that family feeling is really there. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to find that in any other restaurant. I want to return to that family feeling in a, in a second. But I, I just want to know, like you guys have mentioned, this is so just the environment of Block 16 is so different than you've experienced mm -hmm. in other restaurants. Is there almost like when you start working there, is there like a little bit of a culture shock? Just like, oh, yeah. whoa, this is, this is different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For me, so like last year when I started, um, I had came from a kitchen where I was like the only line cook for most of the week. So then going to Block 16, there's like always like 10 people there consistently. And like everybody knows what they're doing. And it's like awesome. So you're just like, okay. Uh, I have some things to learn. So, I mean, I think it's just it was really a great place to be. So. Um, okay, so now speaking about kind of that family atmosphere, obviously I, I've gotten to know Jess and Paul just a little bit from, from meeting them a couple times. They seem like absolutely fantastic people. I feel like anything they run would be just a very family atmosphere. And, I mean, they even like uh, – Adolfo, I think you were able to be a part of this. They took you guys on like a, a staff trip to yeah, New Orleans I, back in 2019, I think. That, it was. and then the year before, I was also in one that we went to Kansas City. Yeah. yeah. And they've been doing it for a while now. COVID happened. So this last year, we didn't have any, but uh, that's also something that you don't really see restaurants doing, taking their staff for a whole week to a place to experience food and just uh, have a break, you know, unwind and restart. So what does that, as employees, what does that do for you guys when, when you get an experience like that? Uh, personally, it's, it's a morale boost, you know, because you have a place that cares about you enough to spend the money and the time, you know, closed and just because they go on the trip with us. Mm -hmm. So it's a, just a whole experience and it's, it's hard to find that in any restaurant. So it's, it's a privilege. Um, so one of the great things about block 16 obviously there's a standing menu that is that is fun and has has a lot of good options on and we're going to get to one of those that you got to create brooke uh later on but one of the really special and fun things about it is block 16 has a special every day mm -hmm. and around you know 9 30 10 a.m it goes out on social media here it is and it's usually something pretty crazy like some of the recent specials you guys have had a chicken <laughs> popper philly you guys had a bison meatloaf grilled cheese. My personal favorite is the McArby, which was a mashup of a McDonald's McRib and a hot beef and cheese sandwich from Arby's. Two things that should never be mashed together, and yet you guys did it, and somehow I'm just staring at my screen and, like, drooling. So just from a high level, and you kind of mentioned this already, but, like, how are specials developed? Does it just, like, does it just depend on what ingredients are left over from what people are ordering? Is it just, Hey, I have this cool idea. Do you guys like get together and brainstorm? How does, how does that come together? Um, so some of those crazier specials are from Paul himself. So <laughs> like I work the station, uh, almost every day that comes from the specials. So I walk in in the morning and he's already kind of laughing a little bit to himself. Like, Hey, this is a special for the day. <laughs> and I'm just like, why are you laughing? Like, you know, this is good. like, uh, so, uh, sometimes it is from like, uh, extra ingredients we've had left over, but like, sometimes it's just like, Hey, this sounds good. So we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. so, but, uh, yeah. So I just, uh take every day as is I guess so I, th I think something that I've talked about with with cooks before is part of the struggle of kitchen life sometimes is it can feel very repetitive because you're making you know there's 
15, 20 dishes on a menu. You're making the same things over and over again, especially if you work one station, you can be doing the same tasks. When you get to come in every day, and I'm sure there's there's some random <laughs> nature to him just being like, hey, we're making a yes. McRib, we're making our version of the McRib <laughs> today, and oh, and you're putting hot cheese on it. Like, yes. there's some craziness to that, mm-hmm. but th- that's kind of like fun and invigorating too, right? It is, yeah. It's absolutely, it's really fun a lot, and sometimes it is like on the stressful side, but like in a good way. So, um, like sometimes when we get like in the weeds, so like we're like really behind on stuff, we can pull other people to the line for help. Um, and if we start to get like burned out or whatever, we have other line cooks that can work the station. We can work prep or whatever. So it's uh, it's still fun either way. So I apologize for putting you on the spot here, but, it, but is, it, is there ever one that you came in and Paul's like, hey, I've got this great idea, and you're just like – dude this this is not gonna work yeah, like uh, this is not this this is not a good idea and then <laughs> 11 o'clock hits and like people are just busting down the door yeah. to get it um that's a lot of them <laughs> 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 so uh actually the one on monday i had walked in the door because i already knew what it was because paul had told me on saturday and i saw him making it and i was just like i don't know if i want to go to work <laughs> <laughs> what but, was it what uh, it was, was it? um he they called it the Mick missionary oh yes yes <laughs> this is like the three sandwiches in yes. one so i had saw him making it and he was like laughing while making it and he's just like this is gonna be really fun i was like yeah it's gonna be great but then i walked in the door and one of our other line cooks nick baker he was like hey brooke i'll work for station today i was like you don't know how much relief that is <laughs> to hear that and then like later i was scrolling through uh the facebook comments because sometimes like they're fun to read someone's like how does that fit into go box i was just like it doesn't <laughs> like, it really doesn't and paul was like stop <laughs> i was just like uh like it really didn't you had to like smash it down and make sure it fit but yeah so there's a lot of them that are like that though <laughs> yeah that was a special that you had to like if you don't have kids you have to like rent a child oh, seat yeah. for it to, to tuck it <laughs> yes. into and bring Absolutely. home with you yes. so to, just to to jog my memory it was a burger and then a chicken sandwich and then a burger on top yes. correct yeah yeah so just a yeah. tiny little you know <laughs> You know, 2,500 calories, but yes. probably not even. Yeah. yeah. So uh, other than Paul's crazy mm-hmm. ideas, how are these specials developed? Because I know you guys mm-hmm. have done some yourselves. Like yeah. it, it says on social media, created by Adolfo, mm-hmm. created by Brooke. Like how do they come up? How do they come to fruition? So like sometimes we're just on the line. If it's a slower day, we'll be talking, giving out ideas to each other. And just like, why not? Like what if we did this? What if we did that? Other times, like, let's say if uh, there's an event we had and there's leftover ingredients, we come together and try to figure out a special we can make from that. Mm -hmm. It's all just, like, day-to-day, situation-to-situation. For me, sometimes I'm just like, you know what sounds good? I kind of want to do that. So, like, uh, like my favorite, like, genre of food is, like, Asian cuisine. So I'm just like, how can we turn this into a sandwich of sorts? So generally that's what mine comes from is just what I thought might be good. (laughs) <laughs> that's about it have you guys or someone on the team ever had an idea where paul is just like whoa maybe we need to turn the volume down on that one <laughs> a little bit that's a little too out there or does he just let you go um, i've had a few just not so much the food but just the ingredients being here in omaha like i i've been wanting to do ceviche for a while and there's a lot of people that would be kind of put off to the raw fish and stuff like that especially our crowd so there's certain things that we have to you know, reel back and kind of think about our our customers and uh, who would actually buy it. Save that one for the next mm-hmm. pop-up. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I would eat the mm-hmm. heck out of that. Um, are there any specials that you guys have come up with that you're particularly proud of? Like, if you could have that and, like, put it on your 
put it on your mantle or something be like, yeah, that was my <laughs> special. Can you come up with any off the top of your head? Um, the first one I did, I was pretty proud of that one. Uh, I did that one like back in like June or something. It was an egg roll inspired burger. Oh. So it just had like all the flavors of an egg roll. And like, I was just like, you know, this sounds good. So I made it for my family first because I wanted to make sure it was like good enough for Block 16. And my family was like, yeah, this is good. So you should definitely text your <laughs> boss. So I was like, awesome. And so uh, I did. And we, it went over really well. And that one was like my first one. So I think it was like my baby. I'm proud of it. So. Not so much the special itself, but the side dish that I came with it was the lote fries mm. when I first <laughs> did that. And the response I got was crazy. I'd never, like, it sold out, like, immediately, not even opened yet, just all to-goes. And I just, I was shocked. And it was, it's on the menu now, which makes me happy. But that the lotte fries were definitely the, the one I always remember. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that I think is really special about Block 16, in particular with the specials, is you guys do these crazy things. And when I, like, read the description and I see the picture, I'm like, what the hell? This does not make sense. But then when you actually eat it, it works. It's not just, like, some Instagrammable, you know, thing that's really not even edible. Like, you see fast food restaurants do this all the time. Like, Pizza Hut a couple years ago did a Doritos Crunchy Crust Pizza. Or Taco Bell has, like, a triple-double crunch wrap and all this stuff where they're just, like, throwing stuff together in a way that doesn't really make culinary sense. What Block 16 does is you take these whacked out ideas, but you actually apply culinary skill to them and make them into feasible food items that actually taste really mm-hmm. good. I guess this is a weird question, but just like how, how do you do that? How do you transform just a bizarre wacko idea that no one else would even try because no one else is doing it into something that isn't just, you know, something, something for Instagram to take a picture of, but it tastes awesome. I think just staff. I think just the group of people that we have, um, the ideas that we have, the experiences, it's all different. And uh, all of that together makes us able to do these kind of things. You know, it's just the camaraderie and just. I agree with that. Honestly, I think it just uh, because all of us, we all have like a a pretty like a really good amount of culinary experience. And so just that combined with uh, like. Paul as backing us up um, on our um, endeavors, it helps out a lot. And so, like, we did one special where he was like, I want to use a Totino's pizza in a burrito. And I was just (laughs) like, okay. And so we did that, and it turned out, like, awesome. So I just think just knowing your ingredients and then knowing the method in which you want to present it is very helpful. Mm -hmm. Now, I know there are some chefs and restaurants that spend – weeks developing dishes before they hit the menu sometimes even longer than that Mm -hmm. they go through multiple iterations they try and you know they perfect everything they try different cooking methods everything is very meticulous you obviously you know sometimes have a very different situation where you're walking into the restaurant and you're learning something that you're going to be serving in a few hours like Mm -hmm. what's the what's the process between like learning what you're going to do figuring out how to construct it testing it on you know, other people throughout mm-hmm. the restaurant, I'm assuming, like, how, how do you get from, okay, I walk in, I learn what I'm doing to here we're serving it? Um, so I believe that the process is like Paul, like he tests it and d- takes a picture of it. And then uh, we have, we get it prepped. And then in the morning we just, he tells me how to assemble it and do it. And then that's just what happens. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his process is. I'm okay. figuring out everything. Uh, I know sometimes with like the specials that I run, I just text him the idea and I haven't like 
done it before and i'm just kind of hoping for the best because like <laughs> i i know how to do the thing so then i'm just like oh this sounds good let's just send it in and hopefully it goes well and so generally it does do that so a lot of the items that i've made myself um i've always seen let's say my family make it or whatever but i personally haven't been able to make it mm -hmm. and I, you know i tell him the idea he gets the ingredients and then i prep for it day of that's the first time i make it wow that, that I'm glad is I'm not the only impressive. one who does that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know if Paul wants to know that I don't prep these ahead of time. Like, I don't. No, no. I think it's a lot of us. It's the Especially with mm -hmm. Paul, too. Like, who's going to put a Tostino's pizza? <laughs> it's like, he'll, he'll think of the idea. He'll make it, take a picture then so we can all try it, kind of see how it's kind of built, and then day of really send us, like, a, a list of, like, okay, this is what to go first, this is the second, and then just – you know, the first the first time we make it is whenever the first customer orders it. Mm -hmm. Okay, now to list off a couple of the other crazy things that Flock 16 has done over the years. You guys have done spaghetti and meatballs and burritos. You've done sandwiches that have lasagna as mm -hmm. buns. Lasagna buns. <laughs> yes, yes. <Shout laughs> lasagna buns. Shout out Jackson. You've done waffle cones inside a burrito. Yeah. like Stuffed with mac and cheese. Yes, yeah. and I'm just scratching <laughs> the surface here. Has there ever been a time where you guys are like putting together a special... And you're just like, maybe we went too far with this one. <laughs> or is just everything fair game? Uh, a long time ago, before Brooke got here, there's a, a cook named Jackson. And they're mega rolls. They're mega huge, rolls. Huge, huge egg rolls. And they're just... It's, they didn't even fit in the fryer. You would have to, <laughs> you would have to fry one side of it and then flip it over to fry the other and then finish it in the oven. So it's like a baby. Big, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just crazy. I never saw that one. <laughs> My goodness. But other than that, it's just fair game. And it's generally, just yeah. Generally, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Block 16 does a new special every single day for, I mean, it's been open for over 10 years now. And there are some repeats, but not very often. It feels like everything is pretty <laughs> new and original. Do you guys ever get writer's block or something like is there ever a time where it gets to a certain time in the day and you're like man we need to have a special figured out we don't have anything yet um i've never seen paul like say that at all really like He's i know personally i'm just like i haven't sent paul a special in probably like two three months and i'm just like uh i'll find one eventually like i'm like working on one right now and like working on like figuring out a pop-up type of thing but like otherwise like I definitely get that like writer's block thing where I'm just like I'll have sometimes where I'm sending Paul like 10 specials in a week mm -hmm. and then times where I'm just like I haven't texted him a special in four months and then he'll be like hey I haven't gotten a special from you in a while I'm like yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> I forgot yeah, oh no, you that. noticed <laughs> yeah. so um I haven't seen Paul like deter from any creativity or like any special like there's always something going on for it mm -hmm. um, and that's just where the death of the, the, the staff just really comes in. If, like, let's say I'm busy uh, working on a pop-up and I don't really have time to make uh, specials. Brooke will be making mm -hmm. specials. Then we have other, Nick Baker, Allie, all of them mm -hmm. just there to kind of fill in the gaps. Paul, and then even just Jess herself, too. Mm -hmm. And then and Ron, the, too. Ron, sometimes. the yeah. customers, they'll, make, oh, they'll, yeah, they'll post true. comments on the Facebook mm -hmm. page. We'll do some tweaks to kind of make it more realistic yeah. for us more and line friendly so. yeah and yeah. we'll do it um i don't think we're ever shy about doing any ideas mm -hmm. you know this guy's the limit yeah one of my favorite things about the restaurant is when you guys come up with a special 
and this doesn't happen every time, I'm sure, but it seems like a lot of times it'll say, like, the the tweet will go out and it'll say, oh, we've got, you know, spaghetti and meatballs burrito today, whatever. You know, Brooke Nicole Williams really killed it with this one. Like, they give the personal credit mm-hmm. to the person who came up with it. And I just, I think that that's so unique because you don't see that in most restaurants. Most restaurants, if people are developing dishes, they just go on the menu and it's just kind of expected, like, you know, you're contributing to the restaurant. You mm-hmm. don't need the special attention, but Block 16 goes that extra step. What does that got? What does that mean to you guys as employees that they kind of shine the spotlight on you for a second instead of just keeping it on the restaurant? I mean, to me, it means a lot because like they recognize that we have careers and we have something that we're striving for as well, and that they don't expect us to stay forever. But like while we're there, they want to give credit where it is due. I mean, and they're there to help us. So, I mean, I th- it means a lot to me anyway. It's a, a benefit yeah. of working there because you get your name out there as someone that wants to have my own restaurant in the future. You have all those customers that know your name, know that you specifically made these items that they like, and that Block 16, Paul and Jess are backing you, and mm-hmm. they trust in you, and that's why they're putting your name out. So it's just uh, an added benefit of working at Block 16, mm-hmm. and it's just another motivational thing that keeps the staff uh, going and then keeping the turnover rate low for mm-hmm. restaurants, which is usually like a, one Very of the biggest high. issues. Yeah. We have a pretty lockdown staff. You know, every once in a while someone would go, but like it's usually the same people throughout the years that I've been there. Well, from what you guys have described, it doesn't sound like a place that you'd want to leave. You have, you know, you have a family atmosphere. You have, you know, creative, um, the the ability to be creative. I mean, that's kind of, you know, what you're looking for. Now, I'm sure, you know, some people might want to do fine dining. They might want to do a different cuisine or something. But for the most part, it seems like they've created an atmosphere that people wouldn't want to leave. I agree. Absolutely. So what do they do specifically to, and I have some examples of this, but I kind of want to start with an open-ended question here. What does Block 16 do to empower you guys as individuals? Obviously, the team is very important. The restaurant is very important. But what do they do to help build you guys up as individual cooks, individual chefs? I personally, it's the creative freedom. As someone that wants to, like I said earlier, uh, make you know, open up my own place, the ability to test out recipes, the like, the ability to do pop-ups uh, without putting all that money in. I just have to say, hey, I want to do a pop-up, and this is not an opportunity for me to do a completely different menu that normally we wouldn't do at Block and without worrying about losing money because they have that support. They don't care if they make money or lose mon- uh, money. They just want to help us grow as a, a cook, as a chef, as an individual, um, and just understand more about like ordering, uh, getting organized, uh, just in general, like having your staff know the menu, just all that different aspects that let's say you'd get at school, you get at just working at block. That's incredible. So I actually, I want to touch on your most recent pop-up that you did, Adolfo. Um, it was Oyster Suerte. Uh, this was on January 19th, I believe. Um, and it, you mentioned you've gotten to do a couple of these. Brooke, you said you're working on potentially doing one now. But that night you got to serve mole, you serve squash soup. Like you serve things that are not normally on Block 16's menu. Yeah. This is a pretty far deviation from what you would normally cook. Cactus. But it, yeah, <laughs> cactus. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, you kind of mentioned this is stuff that you saw 
your mom and your grandma cooking growing yeah. up. Like it's, I'm, I imagine it's very important to you personally. How important is it for you to get a chance to express yourself through that type of cooking versus just doing someone else's cooking? See, and that's that's the best part about Block. Um, I make most of my specials are Hispanic Mexican food, which if I would work at any other restaurant, unless it's that themed of you know Mexican food, I wouldn't be able to try or practice or even connect to my roots and the just the having the opportunity to cook whatever makes me happy whatever expresses my uh expresses me the most is just the best uh feeling and one of the reasons why i've been there for three years now you mentioned you've done a couple pop-ups and i i just i love the concept of a pop-up i love that a restaurant can just like open up and be like this isn't what we normally do but this is going to be delicious. Like come try it out. Can you kind of just take me through the process of how a pop-up comes together? Like from that moment where you get the idea of, Oh, this would be super cool to do. Like, I I really want to cook mole. I want to show off mole. And you bring that to Paul. Like what's the process between having that idea to actually bringing it to fruition? So, uh, let's just, we're, uh, for the last pop-up we did, um, a pop-up before that the wing off yes that was awesome as well so for that i'm competitive i like to i like to compete uh i didn't do that great in the competition but uh (laughs) i still like to compete it was fun and i did mole wings Mm -hmm. and i'm like you know what it's been a while since the last pop-up and why not do mole so it, it just started from there I've been a fan of this chef in Mexico City that has, like, the first Michelin star, uh, Enrique Oliveira. And I'm just like, he has this one thing. It's, like, the, the living mole because it's, it's been going for, like, over a year or two or more. And I'm just like, why not use the leftover mole that I have here from this pop-up? Because I had, like, about a Cambro. And I'm like, why not build on it and just do a pop-up and do a three-month mole? And... Then I worked the menu around from that, and that's that's what it was. You know, it was just a little small idea, and you know, I wanted to do something different. And it was a while since I did the pop up beforehand, so I was just like, "Why not?" What does that teach you as an individual from a leadership level? Because you know, you're obviously very used to you know you have this creative freedom, but you're still working for someone else, and you're mostly creating someone else's menu. But when it's your pop up. You're the one who, like you mentioned, you're doing a lot of the ordering. You're you're learning how to set things up. You're teaching the rest of the team. Here's how you know stuff needs to be cooked. Here's how it needs to be assembled. Like, how important is that just for your learning and your personal development? Uh, I think it's very important, especially if the whoever's at Block that wants to continue in the culinary field, you, you need that experience. You need to know how to you know order. You need to know how to set up your line to be more efficient, to put the members where you know they're going to be the strongest to make sure food comes out at the appropriate time and just to make sure everything goes smoothly. And um, that's an experience that as a line cook anywhere else, you're not going to get. And um, an opportunity, especially let's say there's other ways of doing pop-ups, but that's going to all come out of your pocket. No one's going to be as willing to put their money on the line as Paul and Jess, to give you that opportunity to express yourself and learn, because that's what it is. It's a learning experience. And like I said earlier, they don't care if we lose a little bit of money, break even. If we make money, that's always great. Uh 
but uh you know it for them it's more about giving the opportunity for their staff and then you know giving them that benefit and it's that's it's great mm-hmm now a couple mention or a couple of minutes ago, excuse me, you mentioned the wing off, which is just such a cool idea, like such a fun concept for for any listeners who didn't get the chance to participate or you don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, six chefs at Block 16 were allowed to create their own version of a chicken wing, and then customers came in, they you know got it to go box with all or it was two of each wing so there's 12 wings total you went home you tried them and then you voted for your favorite one and and you know it was all anonymous and then eventually a winner was announced super cool idea so fun so delicious like just such a wide range of flavors for those who got to participate like how much fun was that as employees you mentioned how competitive you were you know in in that like was it kind of because that's that's just something that's so different from like everyday kitchen life like was how fun was that it was a lot of fun, honestly. So, like, uh, normally when we're, like, just regular working, we're on the line or whatever. So we were actually in the back prep area, uh, and um, Paul was making most of the wings and bringing them out. We're saucing them and dressing them and then plating, uh, uh, boxing, whatever. Um, and so, like, we're able to, like, listen to music but also kind of, like, trash talk a little bit because yeah. it's a lot of fun to do that when you're doing a competition, even though – Honestly, we didn't really, I did personally didn't really care if I won or not, just because it was fun, and so that's why I do it, but um, it's always a good time hanging out with your coworkers who are super fun people, so that's about it. <laughs> was there any, I know you said that mm-hmm. you weren't super competitive about it, yeah. but is there any, like, pressure going into it? Like, as, oh, as yes. you're developing your yeah. sauce, you're just like, I need this to be <laughs> perfect because yes. the public is yeah. going to so, get Yeah, so there is that... Uh, that little thing in the back of your mind. They're like, oh, I hope this is good enough. And then, like, so I had signed up for it, and I was like, I don't even know what sauce I'm going to make until, like, a couple of days before. I was like, hey, Adolfo, um, can you help me? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like, so like, I have, like, eight ideas, and I'm just like, can you help me narrow it down? He's like, well, what about that one sauce you did um, for uh, your Vietnamese uh, special that you did? Uh, we still had some sauce left over. And I was like, yeah, and I should – uh, maybe take down the spice level because it was made with Thai chilies, so it was like really spicy. And so I added a bunch of red peppers. It was still really spicy, but it was uh, delicious. Though. It was yeah, it was still really good. That so was I was just favorite. like, I was like, hey, <laughs> thanks Adolfo for your help because like I was just like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, just uh, whatever. So it's always a lot of fun when you can have your like coworkers help and like it, it just it works out all the time. Well, and I think that's so cool. Like you know, it, it's a competition. You guys are. I mean, not really competing against each other, mm-hmm. but th- there's a little bit of a pride there. But you're yeah. still willing to help each other mm-hmm. even in that moment because the, just that kitchen bond is so strong. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's just a really, really cool thing. Um, now, another great example of Block 16 empowering you guys is Brooks Chicken Witch, which is one of the new additions to uh, Block 16's menu for people who haven't had it yet. It is a fried piece of Plum Creek Farms chicken seasoned with tahini, topped with pickles, a lemon, honey aioli, and dill slaw. It's phenomenal. Like <laughs> Thank I, you I so just, much. I just, I want to give you. I wanted to give you a high five. Like <laughs> just as soon as I bit into it, it was <laughs> delicious. Can you just give me the origin story? How did, how did that item come to be? Um, so I actually ran that item as a special in November. Um, and so the inspiration from that came from one of the dandelion pop-ups. So one of the restaurants, I don't remember which one it was, they were doing pickled chicken. And I'm just like, I really want to try that, but I'm working at Block right now. So I was just like, what if I come up with one? So I did, and I sent it to Paul. He's like, sounds like a great idea. But like the pickle sandwich that was there, was just, it was just a basic uh, 
chicken sandwich, which is perfectly delicious. But I like I really like sandwiches that have slaw and like pickles and like extra flavors added. So that's what I did and I sent it to him and he just like sounds great. So and then about a month ago he's like, Hey, we're gonna put your pickled chicken sandwich on the menu. I was like, that's the one that you can put on the menu. <laughs> I'm like, I've done like a lot of specials. That one's not even my favorite, but oh that yeah, that's I awesome. It Thank sold you so much. So well. yeah, it did sell really well. And I was like, I really appreciate it a lot because like I did not expect that. I haven't even been there for a year. And then to add something to your menu of mine, like that was just like such a great honor for me. So like I called up my parents it's like hey guys guess what my uh boss is gonna add a chicken sandwich to the menu that i came up with and they're just like oh my gosh let's tell all of our friends i was like please don't tell all your friends <laughs> i don't want you to do that they're just like oh it's too late i'm like okay whatever but it was like honestly it was just like such a surprise because i was like not expecting that at all because i was just like it's just a chicken sandwich to me but he's like no i really love it and he added it tweaked it a little bit to make it more uh block menu friendly so like adding the tahini and whatnot uh, and it was just like really awesome and wonderful to be able to have that honor to have something on the menu. Yeah. So what was that R and D process between taking the special and tweaking it to what it is right now? It wasn't that much of a tweak. I think honestly, the only thing we tweaked was, uh, that I was making the pickles for it cause I was using pickles that we normally have in house for the special. So I make the pickles for it and then adding tahini to it. And the rest of it was already like the sandwich that I make. So. I, I just, I'm so interested in this idea of the fried chicken sandwich right mm -hmm. now, because I feel like it's really having a moment, oh, yeah. especially like here in Omaha, nationally, everywhere. To you guys, like what, what sparked that? Why, why do you think that is? Honestly, I don't, I, chicken is delicious. So I think that's honestly like, if you can have a really crispy, delicious chicken sandwich that is just like remarkable because i mean you've had like a mcchicken for mcdonald's it's just mm -hmm. whatever but then if you have something that's like stays crispy and then like extra flavor added to it that's like hey i kind of am craving that that's what i want and so i think that's really all it is because it's just it's just chicken but you just make it better and i think that's all that sparked it honestly for me when we went to new orleans i know it's just popeyes but it's it's New Orleans Popeyes is a lot different from Popeyes here. And I, the whole chicken craze started from that online thing with Popeyes. But I, I feel like they were kind of to blame for it a little bit. And then everyone just kind of hopped on that train and then tried to take it in all different directions to make them their, their own. And um, it's a fried chicken sandwich. And it's just it's it could be so many different things. It's classic. And it's just, uh, you know. An open canvas, you know, you can do so much with it, mm -hmm. and it's really hard not to like fried chicken. Yeah, yeah, you're starting with mm -hmm. just a wonderful base. Like it's yep. kind of mm -hmm. as long as you fry the chicken right, it's kind of hard to mm -hmm. screw it up from yep. that point. Mm -hmm. But I love that you mentioned Popeyes there because you are the third chef, restaurant tour, like person in the industry within the last week that I've talked to about fried chicken sandwiches who's been like. It was mentioned Popeyes in the discussion, and Popeyes I have and so I haven't good. brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think like obviously fried chicken has always been delicious. Fried chicken mm -hmm. sandwiches are great, but that craze that started, I believe it was in late 2019, where like mm -hmm. they were selling out, and there are like you know two hour lines mm -hmm. and a drive through. Mm -hmm. yeah. That like for some reason did that like open people's eyes to the chicken sandwich? Like I don't know why we needed our eyes open, but was that like an introduction that made everyone else be like, hey, there's Popeyes is doing something. Let's do our version of it. I think it did, honestly, because, I mean, 
we didn't have as many options for chicken sandwich as we mm. do now, uh, like that we did two years ago. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's not to say that we didn't have good chicken sandwiches then, but now there's like more. Like everybody has an awesome chicken sandwich at a restaurant right now. So I think that honestly did open the door, and it was a chain restaurant that did that, but a good one. So I think uh, that's probably social media. I think had the yeah. big, mm-hmm. big reasoning why that just kind of blew up. And like Brooke said, there was always chicken sandwiches, but now. Most restaurants, especially like, let's say fast food or just like a quick uh, uh, turn and burn restaurant, has a chicken sandwich, mm-hmm. and it's because of Popeyes. And and I love it because like you know Popeye it Popeyes is delicious. I I really I'm not a fast food guy. I loved that chicken sandwich. Yeah. I, I thought it was awesome. But like I think it's great because it like it inspires you know someone like you like. Not specifically you, because mm-hmm. that, that wasn't your inspiration, but people to take it and say, like, okay, that was great, but what if I brine it in pickle juice first? Mm-hmm. What if I put a dill slaw on it? What if I use a different type of bun? And, like, mm-hmm. you start bringing in culinary expertise on this really simple item, and you take something that's inherently delicious, and you just take it to a whole new level. I think that's – it's just – it's very cool to see the evolution of that. Brooke, when you get that call from Paul – and he tells you, I want to put this on the menu. I'm sure that there's like, there's a little bit of feeling, like you said, of surprise. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of pride. You're like, hey, that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Is it also kind of like scary? Because it's like, okay, it's one thing to run a special mm-hmm. for one day. Yeah. But now my name is plastered up mm-hmm. on the menu every single day. Yeah. Every time someone orders this, they know that, you know, this was Brooke's concept. Like, mm-hmm. Are there some nerves that come with that too? Uh, a little, yeah. Because it's like, what's next for you after you've put that on the menu because it's already good so like your next specials need to be a little more surprising a little more delicious step than, your game up. yeah so you have to step it up a little bit um so it is a little nerve-wracking because i was just like what if people hate it <laughs> like, <laughs> like i know paul liked it and he put it on the menu but i'm like what if they hate it like i don't know um yeah so it is a little nerve-wracking a little bit especially at first because i was like i don't know if i i'm like do you have to put my name on the board <laughs> like like what what yeah so but i mean you get over that so and just keep working so Fortunately, you don't have to worry about people <laughs> hating it. I, if yeah. anyone hates it, then they mm-hmm. need to check into the hospital and <laughs> have their taste buds examined. Um, I kind of want to, and you've mentioned this a little bit, Adolfo, but I kind of want to talk about you guys' future goals and, and what you want to do in the industry. And maybe, you know, that changes all the time and you're not quite sure yet. But what when you guys look at your culinary careers, what would you like to do and how is Block 16 helping you get to that next level? Because you talked about they, they mm-hmm. recognize you'll probably move on at some point, and they mm-hmm. want to help you reach your full potential. Um, so for me, I had a goal of I want to open my own restaurant by the time I'm 30, so that gives me like six years. So, But like I want to work at um, – like, my original goal was work at a bunch of really awesome places. Block 16 has always been on that list. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to apply at Block 16. And then normally I only stay at a restaurant for, like, a year-ish, like, maybe less. But I'm just like, I don't really want to leave yet. Like, I really like it here, and I'm still learning things. Because my uh, thing is, like, I get burned out pretty quickly on places where I can't express creativity. And Block kind of supplements that. Like, I don't need to leave because I can still be creative and do things here. So uh, eventually, so by the time I'm 30, I do want to open my own place. And uh, I've like had the name for it for a while. I want to call it the gym because of wordplay because I thought it would be funny. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's uh, really my ultimate goal uh, and only goal currently. So uh, I think it's the same for me, opening up my own place. Um, 
I, I still don't know when, mm-hmm. uh, or I'm not going to put a time limit because mm-hmm. uh, that's going to freak me out a little yeah. bit right, if that right. time comes coming. Uh, but uh, open up my own place and then try to build the same kind of atmosphere that uh, Paul and Jess have at their mm-hmm. establishment in mind. I think um, the goal, you know, open up my own place and have a really low turnover turn, turn rate would be like the biggest thing for me, having a place where staff don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, I'm going to let you guys get out of here uh, in a couple minutes. You guys have been very generous with your time, and I appreciate that. But before you go, I want to extend a little bit of a challenge. Not even a challenge, I guess. I just have mm-hmm. a suggestion mm-hmm. for a specialty item. I, uh, when Jess and Paul came on my podcast originally, I was like, I thought about this, and I was all excited, and mm-hmm. I love General Sal's chicken. I was like, can we make a General Sal's chicken sandwich? And they both, you know, they're very nice, but they both looked at me and were like, Come on, bro. Like, <laughs> you, you don't think we've thought of that? You think you're creative? Like, and they'd run that special. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd done it in a burrito. They didn't did it on a sandwich. Everything. Mm-hmm. They still did it again. So they mm-hmm. were awesome and everything. I want to give you guys a very wide canvas because I, you know, like it. I don't want to like force you into. Oh, you have to use a certain products if you mm-hmm. don't have much or anything. I want a spicy burrito, like a mm-hmm. super spicy burrito, not like kick you in the pants you're going to be in the fetal position on the couch all day burrito (laughs) but one that like really has spice it's going to wake your taste buds up but it still has flavor so it's not just like one of those hot sauces it's just like stupid hot Mm -hmm. it's going to make you sweat but it's also going to make you happy i think it's definitely doable okay spicy burritos are delicious so uh, that shouldn't yeah. be too hard, especially mm-hmm. for the two of us. Yeah. I think we do spice pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So, okay, just as I bring that up, I'm always curious. Like, I can see the wheels turning mm-hmm. in your head right now. What are you thinking? Uh, Argentinian kind of like um, grill, like uh, doing some tur- uh, surf and turf. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, chimichurri, uh, maybe some, like, fried jicama balls. Or uh, fried um, um, yuca balls. It's kind of like a potato, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, just doing South American. That's what my first thought is. That sounds so good. Let, oh let, let's text Paul. Right <laughs> now. Hey, we got the special card. Okay, well, well, thank you guys for <laughs> indulging me in that. Uh, I've got two questions left to, before I let you guys out of here. Um, and these are things that I like to ask a lot of different people in this industry just because I think it's – it's interesting just from my knowledge, and I think it's just good for the public to understand. What is one thing that you wish more people understood about restaurant life? Like, what goes on inside the kitchen that they don't understand right now? I don't like, so I tend to explain to my family, especially that, um, that so they are like, why is this a thing in the restaurant? Like, why are you working this many hours in a week? So at Block, we get 40 hours uh, or more if we need it. Um, the last place I worked at, I would work 60 hours in a week. So no days off. Uh, they were just like, why is that a thing? I'm just like, well, because there's not a lot of people that want to work in a kitchen anymore um, or willing to put in the time for that. And so like, why can't you just ask for a day off? And I'm like, mm-hmm. um, because then there's nobody else to work and like we're work well. But like at Block, that's not the case. But like, to understand that, like, you do want to work every day most of the time. I mean, having a day off is awesome. But um, you want to work every day because it's your passion and you love it. And so, like, stepping away from that even for a day, you're just like, I wonder what the restaurant is doing right now. <laughs> I'm not there. Uh, or just, like, 
I don't know, like constantly, like my brain is always like, hey, what are they doing at work? I wonder if I should go in. But then I'm like, no, I don't want to make the brush busier and worse. And they're just like, I don't understand that. I'm just like, unless you work in a restaurant, you're probably not going to understand that. Um, that's at least for my family. So, I mean, I, it's hard to explain either way. Oh, that's really cool. That's <laughs> yeah. a great answer. I love that. Um, uh, <laughs> people coming in 10 minutes to close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, people don't understand, like, um, when you're, whatever place you work at, wherever, whatever job you do, I'm sure after a long shift, you don't want your manager or whoever to come up to you and it's like, can you stay another 20, 30 minutes to do something, you know? And it's usually at the end of the day, we're, we're slowly cleaning up and there'll be that five, six people that walk in 10, five minutes before close. They'll make our clothes go from, we had 20 minutes left to back yes. to like a 40, 40. minute mm -hmm. clean. And it's like some people have been there since like 11 in the morning all the way mm -hmm. to like at that time would be like what uh Nine eight, eight, 8 45 mm -hmm. since 11 in the morning it's just like we're done mm -hmm. we're tired <laughs> uh we just want to close mm -hmm. go home and just reset so we can be able to serve again tomorrow that's right. and mm -hmm. that's like the one of the biggest like i'll have friends and family like why, why do you get upset they're coming to support your business it's just like there's good times mm -hmm. to come in they could come earlier though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can support at any time of the day yes. not at the very end at the very end that's always the you know and I, it's still it's like you're thankful for the support but mm -hmm. at the end of the day you're just like oh i wish we were walking out mm -hmm. now and mm -hmm. you know going to the bar to have a drink so we can just mm -hmm. go home and rest mm -hmm. but you know it's part of the job part of the industry and it's, it happens in any restaurant you go yeah. to. Well, and I think that the analogy that you used at the beginning of that answer really humanizes it for people. Is I think everybody's been at their desk where it's four fifty-five and they're you know they're ready to go at five, and suddenly the boss comes over and says, "Hey, you know, I need you to do this," and all of a sudden you're not leaving until six or whatever it is. Like that's just such a defeated feeling <laughs> of thinking that you're almost yeah. free you're almost and you're done. gonna go, yeah. and then oh no, I'm actually working more. So I think. Mm -hmm using that perspective kind of helps people understand a little bit and hopefully have a little bit more compassion and just come earlier in the mm -hmm. day. Uh, and then to get you guys out of here on a positive note, what is your favorite thing about working in the restaurant industry? Eating good food. Like, <laughs> How do you uh, have a better answer than that? Uh, I like, you know, it's kind of corny, but you know, you, you do only live once. So why not enjoy it with good food, mm -hmm. good friends and good drink? Like, it's as simple as that for mm -hmm. me. I, you know, I don't make much money, but every time I get a chance, I'll go to Boiler Room and ball out and spend over $100, $200 on a meal with some friends. Because why not? You know, I love food. And, you know, it's the best way for myself to express myself. So why not see how other people express themselves? I completely agree with that. And also, like, consistently learning you're like forever a student mm. when you're in the industry you never know everything there's always something to be learned and I think that part is what I enjoy a lot because I like learning about food things like that is how you keep my attention it's like because I already have trouble paying attention anyway so if you're like talking about food you have my full undivided attention for a long time but if it's anything else three minutes max like <laughs> so uh and so like just learning the new things and like working with ingredients you haven't worked bef uh, with before that's just it's awesome for me
And mm-hmm. that learning never stops. There's mm-hmm. no one who knows everything there yep. is to know all Absolutely. about every technique, every mm-hmm. ingredient, you know, every style of cooking. Like there's mm-hmm. always something new to learn. Absolutely. And you guys are empowered at Block mm-hmm. 16 to do that, whether that's, you know, do your own pop-up or to make a, well, a McMissionary. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, Brooke Nicole Williams, Adolfo Gutierrez, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, I think, you know, anyone who's eaten at Block 16 understands that it's a very delicious restaurant. It's a special place. But I think you guys kind of pulled down the curtain a little bit and helped us see exactly, you know, how that culture is created and why, you know, even going beyond the food, why Block 16 is just like one of the pillars I think, of Omaha's cuisine. So thank you very much for giving me your time. I I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And Omaha, as always, thanks for eating with us. A Huda Media Production.